1: Gentlemen, welcome to Episode 4, Volume 8 of the Fantasy Formula. A place where eagles fly and gold medals are hung from our mantles. A place where champions are born and a championship is right right around the corner for these two heroes who come to you today, completed all their drafts, raced in races, climbed mountains, put it on soft greens. We are the fantasy formula, Hank, and we're here to talk to you today. How you doing, buddy?
2: A <laughs> little tired. Oh, oh, huh? oh, 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 hey, hey, Chad. Chad um, sorry, uh, sorry about that. I'm a little tired. A little, a little, uh, a little tired from the weekend. You know, yeah. I, I'm sure me and you both need to uh, catch up on our sleep for two different reasons. But uh, I'm sure we had uh, great weekends. I certainly did. Mm-hmm. I know you did. <laughs> yes, sir. And uh, but I'm a little sleepy. Yes, well.
1: Tell us a little bit about why you're a little seepy. I know you went to Washington State. Oregon. You went to Oregon. Oregon. Okay, Oregon. And competed, participated in this massive race that you guys have been training for, create teams, do all this Good, good stuff. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about it. So
2: the way that it's set up is – and they have them all over the country, but this is really the most kind of prestigious one. There's 3,000 teams that apply for this, and they took about 11 – just over 1,100 teams. And what it is is it's 12 guys, girls, however you want to break it up, and you get in two 15-passenger vans, put all your food, all your sleeping bags, all your stuff in there. First van takes the first six legs. Second van's waiting at Exchange 7. They take over for the rest of those. I mean, for the next six, and you kind of, you know, frog hop each other. And mm-hmm. like that. So um, we've done them before on the East Coast, and uh, we wanted to take our talents to a little bit bigger sure. uh, uh, crowd over there. And you know, you really get to see some pretty special teams. Nike usually puts a team in. There's a couple really, you know, really special right. runners. Right. Um, and they do amazing. I think the uh, the winners of it. Uh, average like a 530 pace Oh good gracious For 200 miles That is ridiculous Right So uh, just to tell you a little bit about the trip It is in Portland Which is kind of the home of running If you didn't know that You know Nike is Nike in Eugene, right around the corner Right yeah. around the corner yeah. There's some incredible tracks there uh, Nike actually have, has houses there That they have runners in And they have rooms that are um, pressurized mm. So they sleep at altitude But they train at sea level in Portland um. Wow, so you know, just makes an incredible place for runner. Sure. Um, so it, when we got there as runners, we left on Wednesday. We flew out and we got there, you know, midday on Wednesday. We yep. we gained six, uh three hours, so you know, we were we were there like one o'clock. Yeah, right. Ready because we, we, we flew early. So uh, we get there Wednesday and there's already kind of like a festive attitude outside of our hotel. Or we were staying in a condo, which was beautiful, and uh, we find out that these people are partying because the Timbers are playing. I don't know if you know much about MLS, but the Portland Timbers and the Seattle Sounders, okay. I believe is the name Sounders, of their team, that team. Those right. are probably the ones that have the biggest following in MLS. Hmm. And I got to tell you, it was impressive. So we bought tickets cool. and we went to this game. And they're chanting. It's kind of like an abbreviated European soccer. You know, No way could you get to that kind of level. But right. it was incredible. Fant- they had each – cheering section had somebody standing in front of them i mean we had a girl with a green mohawk <laughs> she had on um you know a sleeveless shirt and she was sweating she yeah. was working yeah. to get us jacked nice. so we watched that it was a great atmosphere um thursday i thought we were going to chill but one of our people that was with us is from portland he wanted to show us this hike that was two miles in two miles out it was absolutely beautiful so you're
1: hiking before the race.
2: We hiked before the race. Wow. But it was beautiful. I, to tell you the truth, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Sure. It's it's a part of the country I've never been to, and it was amazing. Uh, but got back, and I had about, on my, my Garmin, had 24,000 steps for the wow. day before the race. Wasn't, wasn't real excited about that. When you went
1: to the soccer game two days prior to the race, are we partaking in any type of Beverage,
2: Maybe one. Maybe one. Maybe so. one or two. That's okay. about it. You're then being th- smart about this. Well, let's don't
1: overindulge ourselves. Let's
2: not get crazy, yeah, okay? Because sleep is going to be at a premium, too, Paramount. as yep. we get there. So Friday, we start at a Mount Hood. In Oregon is incredible mm-hmm. and we start kind of at the base of Mount Hood it's got people are skiing on Mount Hood where you know you're on shorts and t-shirt at yeah. the base they're skiing that's crazy. in our background right and so we start from there about 145 we have CJ Hines one of our our fantasy guys yeah. champ he, he was he's, champ he's last champ. year three, cha- three, time three champ. champ three times champ three time champ he starts us off and that's where we start so yeah. for the next 24 hours. We were expecting to be 24 hours, being the top 50 of 1134, however many teams there were. And we did it under 24 hours. Wow. And uh, we did it in 2314 or something like that. And we ended up 29th out of 1134.
1: Congratulations. That Thank is you. something to be said. Because we talked about last week. You said if we can finish at twenty four, that would be quite the accomplishment. Quite the accomplishment. Well, you achieve that and even bettered that. Yep. So, do you sleep on these buses? Do you really get an opportunity to sleep? Can you sleep so on these
2: vans? I'll tell you my day. Okay, you yeah. know, no, no, yeah. the answer is no. So my first, the first time I ran was about six p.m. So you know, you have breakfast, you have lunch. So we start at one forty-five, and from one forty-five, at one forty-five, we drive to Exchange Seven. my my six guys okay and so we're waiting for the other six to run we're on the phone where you at where you at who's out what are we doing right so you got to eat you got to kind of figure it out right so we leave at six so michael Banks starts us off i'm number two then there's three four five six Mm -hmm. we don't get done till maybe 11 right so at 11 all of us are staring there looking at each other saying what are we going to eat everything's closed right right so we got uncrustables maybe a pretzel <laughs> Cheese we got too. a banana mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta really try to figure it out right convenience store food maybe and if you're exercising that isn't great right you know but big gulp big gulp yeah so then we've got to drive maybe an hour and a half to our next exchange we're leapfrogging the other six legs so now we're driving at 11 who paul breeding our friend came out to drive us. Wow, in our van. Yeah. that's
1: cool, very cool.
2: So we get out there, and we may have two and a half hours until that other team gets there. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? I grab my sweatshirt. I get comfortable. I'm laying in a van. Now let me tell you something. So, there's there's two things you can do here. In the smaller ones, you can get outside your van, and you can kind of slide under, under the van the a van. little to yeah. give you protection. But in this one, if you get caught doing that, you get, a, you get kicked out. Oh, wow. So they make designated sleep areas, mm-hmm. okay? And you can take your sleeping bag. You can go in there, and you can sleep. It's great. Well, I decided not to because I was like, I, it's a lot of noise. There's a lot of vans, everything. So I decided. So you can imagine. I got about 30 minutes of sleep in the front sli- seat of this car, yeah. right? Yeah. So we start running. After I got 30 minutes uh, worth of sleep. The funny thing about that transition area is, is that we have porta johns at every transition, right? Mm-hmm. And they get heavily used with 12,000 runners, Certainly. if you could imagine. Ugh. So <laughs> so they have to clean them out. So they're cleaning them out at 2 a.m. while we're there. Okay, well, it was just after we left. The guy who's cleaning them out leaves his truck running, the, the sanitation truck running. Right. For some reason, one of these runners was drunk. What? Now, why you'd want to do that to yourself, listen, I love to drink. (laughs) I love to hang out. But this is an event. That might not be the place. This is not one that detours you from doing it. So this guy had been drinking, sees his truck on, jumps in the front seat, (laughs) tears ass through through this field, filled with vans, drives through the sleeping area. Three runners jump out of the way. He runs over one drags her oh my god drags her through the field stops the truck on her leg hang runs no. into the field runs i mean into the woods is this a horror movie k9 has to get him the girl ended up being okay she just had scratches and bruises on her but this cat gets arrested i mean i'm sleeping in a field the last thing i want is a crap truck <laughs> Chasing me down, man. Good Lord. Where was this guy from? Statesville? No, Ben. <laughs> Gastonia. He was from Ben, Oregon. Okay. So, uh, you know, there was some excitement there. Wow. I mean, if you could imagine, but um, I got about 30 minutes of sleep overall yeah. in about 35 hours. Uh, <laughs> but you end at the beach just, you know, about an hour and a half, uh, obviously east or west of Portland. And uh, there's this rock that juts out. And the, the ocean was beautiful. Yeah. The water was Cool. Um, but there's this rock that comes out. And uh, I was talking to one of our teammates who uh, is from Oregon. And he's from Portland. He was like, this is a beautiful Portland day at the beach. He was like, see that rock right there? I was like, oh, yeah. He was like, you recognize that thing? No, should I? He was like, you remember on Goonies when that ship comes out from behind yes, that rock? Behind that, that's the rock. Where- I was like, you've got to be kidding me. That's, oh, that's the, Goonies cool. yeah, the Goonies rock. The Goonies rock. So awesome. hey. A historical yes piece right there but um yeah so we we ended up going back to the hotel on the way back to the hotel that hour and a half ride there's a lot of open fly catchers in the, <laughs> in the back of that van uh we we ended up sleeping pretty hard i bet does give
1: me the smell in that van like if you could sum it up what does it smell like
2: you, you know, that's a great question, and I'll tell you a funny, a little other funny story. So a, a great thing, the social, the guy that runs social media for Hood to Coast, now this is a great idea, when the, the thing starts, there's 36 legs, right, yes. in the race, he decided he would not drive any of them, he's going to hitchhike, so he he wouldn't, he would come up to you and he'd say, hey... You mind if I catch a ride? ride, And he wouldn't tell you who he was until he got in the car Mm -hmm. and he was driving down the road. Well, he caught a ride with us. Unfortunately, I was running. So I was out of the van. So I've heard this secondhand. But um, they were talking to him a little bit. And they said, so, you know, what are some of the the things that you're looking for? And he was like, you know, just attitude of the van, um, kind of the persona of because you get to characterize your vans and put stuff on it. And he was like, I got to tell you. You're probably the smelliest man I've ever been in. So we won that award, Congrats. stinkiest man. But you know, you start talking about three running outfits, shoes. Shoes. You got six shoes guys. Would be enough. You got six guys, and it, the worst thing is about three a.m. when you've shoveled stuff in your stomach. Yeah. And your gut doesn't Ooh. really feel good about it. There's there's a, a gas war going on yeah. in the back. I
1: thought really all you had to say is it kinda smells like Bigfoot's <laughs> <laughs> Bigfoot's D. Oh, but, <laughs> uh, but anyway, well hey man, congratulations. That I sounds like a, a wonderful trip. So now as the num you finished second place in your division, is that right?
2: Right. Right. Men all of us were over forty, so it's right. considered the masters, men's masters. So how close were you to actually get into that top spot? We we're about I'd say 40 minutes something so i mean it would have been it would have been a tough you know you'd have to take a lot of time off but man second place in that division is pretty solid
1: nothing to be ashamed of will your team come back and try to improve improve on their second place finish next year and try to get that gold
2: see what we won with our second place finish is free admission into Uh next year okay so they give you that free admission which is expensive i mean you know it's, it's expensive um but logistically and financially this is a once in a lifetime trip i see so i don't i, see. I don't foresee us coming we've got a beautiful re- relay in western north carolina that we mm-hmm. do every year and it's beautiful and it's actually harder i wouldn't have said that out there but it's a harder race no kidding. but um i i think we're going to probably try to stay around here and yeah. and do it but it was fun
1: wonderful well transitioning to yeah, speaking of Western North Carolina and Bigfoot's D
2: that <laughs> Heavy man, athletics <laughs> to no athletics.
1: Yes, that basically sums up my weekend, Hank. So as you guys were sweating and achieving goals, you know, setting good times racing and finding camaraderie amongst each other inside vans and trying to really work to a you know, to reach a goal. Sure. I was doing the same thing. However, I was doing it. <clears throat> With, like, tequila, cigarettes, <laughs> all these other bad things so for you. So instead of in
2: Gatorade and, yes, and yes. shot
1: blocks, <laughs> exactly. tequila and, and cigarettes. cigarettes. yes, and other stuff that you do. But uh, Buffalo it, wings. It was a, a wonderful time. This is how our trip started. So we always play golf Thursday. We Wherever we are, we play golf Thursday, and we plan to play golf Friday. So we get to the golf course Thursday. We're running a little bit behind. People are coming from Dallas. We had somebody come from Denver. Wow. Uh, most everybody from Raleigh or from the coast of North Carolina, and me from Hickory, and we're in Western North Carolina, so I don't have to go too far, but we're all running behind, but we all kind of get there, boom, right at the same time. Tea time's in two minutes, so we're scrambling, taking off our tie, our coat, and everything, putting on our golf stuff, and here we go. And we get out there, and it's a beautiful golf course. It's called Mountain Air, it's in West Jefferson. Played it. It's beautiful. Oh, it? oh it's a beautiful golf course. Uh, not too many people out there, so we're really getting to just enjoy ourselves. You know, right. we're out there just. Awesome. Nobody to push us, nothing. So I'm a gambler, Hank. And typically the last 10 years of this golf trip, or golf trip fantasy trip, if you will, there's a few guys that always want to try to come get a little piece of this. Come at you. They try to come get me. And I'm not bragging, but typically I do pretty well in this thing because I'm known for closing. You know, I might start pretty bad front nine, but the back nine... They know Chad is a-coming. Here he comes. Here we
2: go. (laughs) Here he comes, yes.
1: So kind of same thing that's going on. Front nine, I play terribly. Not terribly, but not as well as I like. Back nine, though. Here it comes. We've got par, par, par. Boom, 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 boom. But the thing is, the other guys I'm playing against, they're all about. They're playing well as well. So we're the last hole. It's 18. This one's worth about 65 bones. Yeah. yeah. And we got. We the you know we keep pushing, pushing, pushing.
2: Ice water in the veins here. So the 18th hole, if
1: you recall, it's a tee that uh, it's kind of elevated, and there's a driving range to the right, and then the tee, the the green is maybe four, 390, 400 yards. It keeps going higher and higher to another elevated spot. Well, I'm up, clutch, chad comes up, you know, no worries. Sprays it straight damn right into the driving range. Typically, most driving ranges are out of bounds, Hank. Not here. This one, no out of bounds here. The other great thing, range balls at this golf course are yellow. Yellow. My ball is white. So... I say guys, I think I'm wanna I think I can find it. You know, do y'all mind if I look and they're like, Oh, sure, because they know the driving range is so far from the green, I'm out of it anyway. That's right. what they're thinking in right. their mind. Chad's out of it. There's no way. So they go down there, Chad. No sweat. Go. Good luck. You'll find it. Yep. Whatever. So I take the cart. go down. There's one little lady on the driving range. And I was like, ma'am, if you can just give me two minutes, let me just look in the driving range and see if I can find this Titleist with three little dots and a smiley face that my Olivia had drawn on before we went. She said, sir, go right ahead. I pop in the driving range. You got to go down to the driving range. I find the ball amongst a thousand yellow balls. I said, guys, I'm coming up. I can't see the green. I can't see. Shh. I mean, you know, it's a blind shot. So I told my boy, B, where do I hit it at? He said, Chad, there's a house on top of the mountain. Just aim at it. Said, yes, sir. At this moment. The gal is kind of. She's like. She wants me to progress. Get the sure. hell off the driving range, sure. man. One more second. I look at the ball. I dress it. Take a deep breath. What, are, what uh, club are we using here? Great question. The shot is about two hundred and ten yards up, up a hill. Up a hill. So we got wo- we got a wood in our right. Yes. I have a trusty seven wood right. That I. It's my favorite club. Heaven wood. It, I, heaven wood. Whatever you want to call it. It is my favorite club in my bag. And I know when I'm I'm holding and I and it's it's. I always feel like I can make a shot with it. You know, right. It brings some confidence to me. What are you, 90 with 7 <laughs> exactly. The funny thing, another guy in our group, he had the same 7-wood. <laughs> Only two 7-woods in North Carolina in the same group. So anyway, I go down there, Hank, look at the house, take a deep breath, get in my stance, pull this club back, swing. Whoosh, it takes off on this beautiful flight. Sure. It is kind of aiming a little bit left of the house, but this cool mountain breeze just poof, pops up at the – perfect time and it knocks it a little right boom 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 i have no idea if it's good or not i have no clue all i can do is look up on the mountain and the hill and see the two people i'm competing with
2: heads their
1: head goes (laughs) immediately down and they're shaking their head like this so i was like yes it's got to be good it's got to be good so i get up there drive the car through the range tell, tell the lady thank you very much for letting me play through and i come up come up around and i look at the green my ball is like eight Feet from the hole, feet oh from the hole, baby. So anyway, I win. I mean, make a putt, ball game over. Chaddies comes through in the clutch again. It's a just clutch. like clockwork, boy. Um. So anyway, that's how Thursday started. So you can imagine we're on cloud nine.
2: Mountain Air is a great golf course, oh, and if I can, I give you one please. little tip. The, the only time I've played Mountain Air, it's one of my finest drinking performances. Okay, yes. I will tell you. So we played. Two rounds of eight. Uh, two rounds of eighteen. First round, we go out. I have a couple beers. This is early in the morning. Yeah. This is when we played our North South yeah. game against.
1: Great competition.
2: After the first eighteen, I go exercise. I need to change the oil. Okay. Show <laughs> sure. Sweat it get, out. Get, get sweat it mm-hmm. out. I'm feeling great by the time we get to this next six, uh, eighteen. Yes. Right. I look over at my boy Michael Banks. It's on. Right. It's on.
1: He gives you the look like. Let's it's go. It's on.
2: We get to hole number two. Midway through the hole, I'm done with my second beer, opening my third. Right? Woo-hoo. I said, Michael, I think I might go 18 for 18, <laughs> 18 for 18 on this. Whoa! 18 for 18, and I have to tell <laughs> on you, on the second 18, on the second 18, mind 18, you, this mind you this is the mind second 18. 18. I, if Yikes. you need validation of this, I can get it done. No, I believe you, man. My last, the 18th hole was not pretty, <laughs> but I got it done and I will tell you I almost burned down the house that night cooking steaks. <laughs> back to your story Chad oh,
1: wonderful antidote there uh, Mr. Imer that's fantastic I love so I can't compete with the 18 for 18 story but that's fantastic so the rest of Friday um, we go to a couple bars have a couple three or four to five fireballs Whoa! You know, this is, so we're off the golf course about six hit two little bars two cool spots fireball fireball both of them then we head back to the house Hank I am not lying to you. When I say we drove, I was like, where the hell is this house? We're going through these mountain roads. We finally see this thing that says Timber Ridge. Okay, It's a big sign. And we're, it's paved. Nice, nice like guard station and all kinds of stuff. Like, whoa, where are we? Uh-oh. Keep cruising around this hill. And all of a sudden, about 100, 200 yards up on this cliff is this massive, just mansion of a house. And my friend Brian was like, that's us. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So in our league, you know, the loser of the league has to buy, to rent the house and everything for the weekend at the spot where the champion chooses. So it can be anywhere really in the south. Typically we stay in North Carolina, South Carolina. We've been to maybe Virginia or something. But the champion chose to be in the Boone, Banner Elk, Blowing Rock area. And the guy who lost, Mr. Allen Daddle, a really good friend of mine, Found this house. With the help of Casey Goodwin, the number one realtor in Raleigh, found this house on top of this cliff. Sleep 16. It's freaking brand. It's just beautiful. I can't describe. When I saw this thing, I was like, holy cow. It's like seeing basically heaven. Maybe when you pass away, that's kind of what it looked like when you're coming up this mountain. So we get there. We drop our stuff off. My boy, Chad Link, who always, always bunk up. He's got the master. He saved it for us in the very, very back. So So far... This is about a perfect damn day. You know what I'm saying? Perfect yeah. day. We go on. We get our showers. We're ready to roll. We have a, the um, champion's dinner. I've explained to you before yep. where my buddy Rob and some other fellas, Alan Tumas, everybody cooks. The losers kind of serve us. And so, perfect. Bottles of wine start going down like candy, you know, mm-hmm. like, like Tic Tacs. We're just drinking bottles of wine. We we started with maybe 30 bottles of wine. Everybody has to bring X amount. Well, I think we're down to four Hank, it was just disgusting. So it's four o'clock in the morning now. After our poker game, we always have a poker game. Always do whatever. Always have a poker game. game. Big Rob won that one too. And now music is commencing, and it's four o'clock in the morning, and we have to tee off the next day at nine. We pack it up, sleep three and a half hours, four hours. Roll to the golf course. Now we're playing Boone Golf Club. It's harder to play a little bit because we're seeing a little more sideways, crooked, but we get through it, and guess what happens? Hmm. Your boy wins again. Yikes. Your boy wins again. I would shot,
2: protest this. Shot
1: 39 on the back to bring bring it home again.
2: Of course. I mean, Strong back nine. It, it, yes. you a second
1: I'm, half guy. I'm a second half guy, so it all came in. It's just a wonderful time. We ate at this place called Vidalia in Boone. Pretty nice restaurant. We had the back room. It was great. A uh, lot of dirty martinis. We all went to bed at 12 that night that we needed rest. Draft commences on Saturday, 6 o'clock. We go to a couple bars, check out the scene. Draft starts at 6. It rolls right through to 11.15. Conor McGregor-Mayweather fight starts at 11.30. We wrap up the draft right into the
2: fight. That sounds like just Woo! fantastic few days. That's why I feel the
1: way I feel is because of those fantastic few days. But let's talk about the fight for a minute before we jump into let's the draft. It. So what did you think about the fight in general? Did you expect it to be that competitive? Did you even think it was competitive, first of all?
2: Uh, I did. I mean, you know, the the fact that Conor McGregor won as many rounds as he did, I think really is because Mayweather kind of let him it was win like, that. Yes, he you know, was I mean, toying with him. And Mayweather was doing stuff that was – He'd never done it in a fight like when he kept turning his back. Right, you know, he was baiting him to do something stupid, yeah. like to do an MMA move on him, and he was. I mean, with the hammer punches right. and all that stuff. So it was an odd fight, but I, you know, to be completely honest, it was a better fight than I thought. Me too. Conor McGregor actually proved that he could at least sit in the ring with a professional. He was outclassed by far. No doubt. But to get, land some punches, to be competitive, to win a couple rounds was all pretty impressive. But for me, you know, those two are the epitome of machismo. You mm-hmm. know, those two. They, and they're not big dudes, right. you know. They're just confident. And yes. you know that it confidence is. is important. Certainly. When, with... with Whatever you do, and everything in life, everything in life, yeah. you know. And those two guys, the hoopla behind them, and the entrances, and the charisma that yes. they—that's what I loved about that fight. Completely agree. And you know, did I want one to shine over the other? Probably, but I like—I liked the event a lot. I just wish the fight would have been. More than it was because I, you know, four punches in the first round from Mayweather. Right, he was just saying, "Hey, let's see you get tired out. I'll meet you in the 10th. That was and his that's play. What happened.
1: That was his play. By round, I guess it was maybe six. You could tell McGregor he had shot his low. dude. He didn't have much left. You know, nope. he didn't have much left, and that's when McGregor Mayweather started boxing. And started teeing off on that dude, you know? That's where his experience came into play. Absolutely. I was really hoping it would go twelve because I took Mayweather plus the two hundred in a decision, knowing I didn't think it would really go that far, but just I didn't know. I just kinda I was
2: gambling. And that's and that's the thing is I took McGregor. Just because the odds were so bad with Mayweather. Right. And I was talking to somebody while we were sitting there, and I took Mayweather. The over-under was eight and a half, and I took the under. Because if McGregor was going to win, he was, was going to win in early. the first few rounds. Yes. So, you know, if you're going to hedge your bet, you know, it was it, it, there was like plus – 330 or something like that, you plus know. Plus 400 maybe. Plus 400. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, uh, those aren't bad odds to sure. you know to put out there. So, um I knew I, I mean I, I was pretty sure he wasn't going to win, yeah. but uh But you never know, see my my, a punch. my
1: Rob my buddy Rob Worthington said Conor, May, uh, Conor McGregor's left hand, if it hits if it connects, Mayweather's going down, but it just never really connected cuz right. Mayweather's so quick and elusive, but it would be worth plus the 400. So my friend Jack Choi while we we're up there we were talking about you know my two golf achievements, and I wasn't bragging about them. Hank, my buddy Jack was just like, "You know, it's pretty, pretty awesome that you can come through like in the clutch like that." And I'm like, "Jack, it's luck. A lot of it is luck. Like I took a, got a couple good bounces, the driving range not being out of bounds. You know, that's that's yeah. kind of lucky because normally it's." And he said, "Let me tell you something about luck. If you believe in luck and you have confidence that luck will be on your side." luck will be on your side mm. you know what i'm saying if you don't believe oh I'm, you believe i'm an unlucky person i never get lucky you know I, nothing ever goes my way well unlucky stuff's gonna happen to you so if you can you put in your philosophy of life yes man i am pretty lucky and i've got confidence so you mix the confidence with the luck good stuff's gonna happen to you so jack Choi, he's my denver boy Thank you for that that drop of knowledge, that philosophy that you dropped on my head on Friday. That was appreciative.
2: I'm sure there were other things that made your head hurt. (laughs) Oh, there's no doubt there were plenty. Plenty plenty. of things.
1: So, um, Hank, let's jump right into the draft. Real quick question. Go for it. You
2: know, in your draft, sometimes you have gentlemen that decide to dress up. Perfect. And I think that that's a question that is...
1: Hard far too uh, hard to ignore. I can't believe I've forgotten about this because you make the most perfect point. So for years upon years, if there's always a bet between Mr. Seth Carter from, uh, where is he from? Mebane or somewhere. It's Mebane. Versus, versus Rob Worthington. And Mr. Carter always has had Mr. Worthington's number. So for probably the last 10 years, Rob's lost the bet, and he's dressed up like Danielson, san like a, a bunny, like a... Uh, a, a waitress at Alice's. I mean, he's had to wear some really strange costumes. Right. Well, Rob beat Seth last year. Yes. Yes. And guess what happened? He didn't dress up. He didn't dress up. So there's a lot of controversy that goes behind this. I know you're giving me a weird look like, what? How could this happen?
2: Who is this gentleman? Yeah. Does he
1: listen to the show? There were, the controversy was there was never a handshake regarding this year's bet, which does there really need to be a handshake? You've done it for the last 10 years. Continue. Continue. But anyway, so there was a little controversy. I would never make a bet with that man. Exactly. I don't think that Rob will. But anyway, that's why it went down. So no dressing up this year. Which oh, that's was disappointing. kinda That's kind of disappointing. I know how you look forward to seeing who dressed up like what. But let me tell you about the draft because the draft was not disappointing to me, Hank. So – I'm going to start – let's just go through a couple rounds. Again, this is my Raleigh Draft League with all my college buddies. This is our 17th year in a road dra- – yeah, 17th year drafting. Um, we're in Blowing Rock. The format is one running back – nope, that's not right, Hank. Yes, it is. It's one running back, one wide receiver, two flex a qu- – three flex, a quarterback – the big difference between this league and our league, a quarterback gets a quarter point per completion. So you can imagine how much that makes the quarterback weigh, right, right. you know, in this league. And so, that's
2: important you bring that up because it does. I mean, you know, you see somebody pulled early like that, and it does make a difference.
1: Absolutely. Uh, we have 14 people in this league, too, so that's another, another change to it. Instead of the typical 12, we have 14. And, hey, talk a little bit. I'll just – microphone just went dead. Let me find this draft. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it is kind of different when you have 14 people involved because, it, you know, when you start getting down in these rounds, especially that first round, it changes a little bit because your first-round pick is super important. When you get that, you know, 14th, 15th, and you're not seeing anybody else till way, way back, Um, it gets a little bit more important uh, because you're starting to see four or five guys back. But, you know, as what you've done here is you have actually pulled. Sent a picture of your draft board to me, and it is a small draft board. And with, and I mean, like a tic tac, this is like eight and a half by 11 territory, and your stickers are very small. And the only way I know that is your legend is Casey Goodwin, who's standing right beside it, and he looks gigantic. And I know Casey, and he's not gigantic, but um. This is a small draft board. Yes. So next year, who are, who's who's the... Uh, Casey's
1: in charge of getting the draft board. Of let's, course get he to, is. let's get Let's get the bigger draft board. let's get Casey. a bigger draft board. Yes.
2: Let's get one that you can actually see because uh, it's good that my iPad has super <laughs> zoom on it because I could not see anything.
1: Well done, Hank. Well Did done. Did you find it? Yes, I found it. So here we go. We'll jump right into it. We've got 14 people. The first draft pick, will just... Throw a Run right through him. David Johnson goes one, of course. Le'Veon Bell, two. Antonio Brown comes in at the three spot. Julio Jones comes in at four. Okay. This is when it gets a little bit different. This draft... Weighs heavily with quarterbacks. We see Tom Brady go five, and Aaron Rodgers go six. Back-to-back quarterbacks, followed by Odell Beckham, Mike Evans, LaShawn McCoy in the ninth hole. Drew Brees goes in the tenth spot. That's three quarterbacks in round one, Hank, three quarterbacks. Right. Followed by Melvin Gordon at Team 11, Team 12, Michael Thomas, who we loved, and obviously the person who drafted here in the 12-hole has listened to the fantasy formula because Michael Thomas goes in that spot. 13, A.J. Green and Devontae Freeman. In the 14th hole, it rounds out round one. Talk about the three quarterbacks that go in the first round. Any questions? Is that early? What do you feel?
2: Well, you know, I don't play in this league, so I don't, you know, you really got to think, does that quarter point make so much of a difference? And it uh, it would. Oh, yes. It does. Yes. Um, And, you know, you have these three gen- – if you're going to put three quarterbacks in that first round, these are the three you're going to want. Absolutely. Um, because you're going to get a lot of production on them because you're talking about taking a quarterback that may give you 50 to 55 and making him 70? Good gravy! Yes. So uh, certainly understand um, those picks and that kind of. Obviously, in our league, it would have been a little bit early. Yep. But those are the three giants, and right. um, I can't hate on that.
1: Michael Thomas in front of AJ Green in the 11th and the 12th spot. Anything did that kind of shock you, or you know, do you anticipate? pretty similar numbers between the two
2: i took michael thomas too and so but it, aj green was gone and i yeah. you know i don't know what i would have done but i you know i'm hoping that thomas i mean everybody's projecting i mean you've got drew Brees out there throwing the crud out of the ball right. i mean he's gonna get the ball a lot so um I, I like him there uh green's probably the better the safer pick um the other one that i thought is i would have taken freeman before gorman i mean uh gordon me too yeah
1: i, know, I, I thought the same thing when the draft was going on absolutely um The other thing I want to mention, so when we're drafting, this is Saturday night, August the 26th, which was also my anniversary, so happy anniversary, Jennifer. Love you, Jen. I was doing a draft when I should have been home with you, but, you know, I'm going to make it up to you this week and this weekend, so love you very much. But Stephen Ware and Julian Edelman, the night before, go down with those. Season-ending injuries, Hank. Yeah. So everybody, we're, we're waiting. We're just waiting for someone to draft them because we don't know in this league if everybody keeps up with the times, but everybody kept up with the times because they did not get drafted in this league. We can maybe touch on those injuries in a second, but those are big, big injuries. Yeah, and league.
2: they affect people that drafted a week, two weeks, three weeks ago, just like it just affects you. You absolutely. had Edelman. I had Edelman. League.
1: Absolutely. And Steven Sparks had Ware. Right. And he drafted him in the third round. So that hurts. That stings. Um, we'll start second round here. Jordy Nelson goes first pick round two, followed by Jay Ajayi, Demarco Murray, and Jordan Howard. So my buddy Chad Link, who does the MC in with me in this draft, we have double MCs. We've got our own kind of network. It's really cool. We've got stickers and we wear suits and stuff. But that might sound a little. Odd, but we just really go all out for the commentating.
2: You're a strange a, little I'm
1: man. I'm a very, very strange <laughs> dude. But he goes Jay Ajayi. So who do you go with? You have the if you have the option Jay Ajayi, Demarco Murray, or Jordan Howard, or Todd Gurley, even on the board. He chose Jay Ajayi. I told him I liked maybe Gurley a little bit more. But tell me what you. Would I like Murray
2: a little you bit like more. I think they're. I think the Titans are going to be better this year, and so I think. I think he's a safe pick. I, Miami's a dumpster fire um, with Cutler down there, and I, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to get that running game going like they should. Um, certainly not better. I don't feel like he'd be better than Murray. I know you are on the fence of how terrible uh, Gurley's team is going to be, and then all <laughs> then of a I sudden you him. pick his team. Yes, But, uh, I you know, he's going to be solid. Yeah, I think so too.
1: I think so too. So, Tim, Team 10, the second round, select Todd Gurley, followed by Amari Cooper. Then Lamar Miller goes off the board. Christian McCaffrey scoots all the way up round two. People are in love with this guy, Hank. Love him. Love him. And then Ezekiel Elliott, he goes at pick one, two, three, four, five, six, six, second round. Okay? Zeke Elliott, think about that. If Aaron Rodgers and Zeke Elliott are your two and Zeke Elliott actually plays, good Lord, that's a heck of a start. But, you know, we're talking to you on a Tuesday. The appeal comes down today. From what Jerry Jones said, he was like, this is not coming down any. This six-day sus- game suspension is not coming down. It's either going to be upheld fully or they're going to suspend it until next year. But Jerry Jones thought it's going to go through now. So just keep our eyes I'd our ears,
2: for, i would be horrible if for the rest of the league if it's done next year. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I really want him to take it this year. Yes, absolutely. Please take it this year.
0: Please take it this year. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show.
1: Uh, we go Dez Bryant in the five hole in the second. Well, the fifth hole, fifth player left to be taken in the second round, followed by Brandon Cooks, Doug Baldwin, T.Y. Hilton. And I can't really make that. Is that Rob Gronkowski? That's, That's Rob Gron- Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. Gronkowski goes, last pick round two. Anything you want to touch on about that? I'll, I'll mention something about the T.Y. Hilton. You know, luck still hasn't thrown. I think T.Y. Hilton's value should be. Ball plummet without Andrew Luck there. So at T.Y. Hilton in the second round, I didn't like that at all. I think T.Y. Hilton's maybe a late third, early fourth. um The rest of everything seemed to make sense to me. Christian McCaffrey, you know, first rookie running back off the draft board in front of Fournette, kind of shocked me a little, but this guy that drafted him is a big Panther fan. He drafted a Panther. Right. Yeah. Um, Third round, and then we'll just call it a day after this uh, this round. We'll go through a couple full teams. But we had Matt Ryan go at that spot. So now we've got four quarterbacks off the draft board by pick 3-1. That's round three, pick one, followed by Travis Kelsey, tight end. Leonard Fournette goes in round three. DeAndre Hopkins, there he goes in the fourth pick round three. Keenan Allen. There's Dalvin Cook, another rookie running back off the board. Devontae Adams. Tyreek Hill goes in the third round, followed by Marshawn Lynch, Eddie Lacy, which was, whoa, Eddie Lacy in the third, early, Isaiah Crowell, and Kareem Hunt. That's the guy that's taking the place for Stephen Ware. Right. You know, in our league, he went maybe six rounds, seven round. He moves all the way up to the third round based on the Stephen Ware's uh, injury. Follow Dem- Demarius Thomas, then Kelvin Benjamin goes last pick round three. Round three seemed to be kind of tough for a lot of these players in this league. Anything that stood out to you as a good pick or a bad pick, Hank? Well, uh,
2: Lacey and Crow, I don't like the Browns, and I wouldn't want one of them on our team, on my team. And obviously, Lacey is kind of a junk Yes. A junk pit. Um, You know, everybody else seems, you know, Hopkins is a first rounder last year that falls to the third round in a 14 guy league. That's, you know, that's pretty good value right there.
1: And look at that team in team four. He's got Julio, Brandon Cooks, anti Andre Hopkins. Golly. Wide receivers are stacked. That is loaded. That is loaded. So I don't want to go through this whole draft because there's 14 players. We got 14 rounds. We'd be here all damn day. But if you'll just scan. Let's scan a couple, Hank. I'm going to pinpoint, let's say, you were in the 11th hole in our league, right? Yep. Let's look at the 11th place team spot here, Ebola's team name, and actually he's our champ from last year, Mr. Gary Watkins from Kinston, North Carolina, a good buddy of mine who really, really, and I found out this weekend – really loves Bruno Mars. He must have sang Versace on the floor about 13 times. It's a great song. It's a fantastic song. So the champ is here. He selected Melvin Gordon with that first spot, followed by Jordan Howard and Isaiah Crowell. Now, Gary's MO is he likes running backs, and so that's what he's done, three running backs in a row. Fourth round, he took Jordan Reed. Fifth round, C.J. Anderson. What you notice on his team right now, he doesn't have one wide receiver, Hank.
2: He has nothing else. He has
1: nothing. He's got running backs and a tight end. Uh, He goes Larry Fitzgerald, first wide receiver off the board. Then he drafts Luck as his quarterback. Andy Dalton right behind, who I like Dalton a little bit, but Luck, man, I'm telling you, it's just going to be a tough year for Luck. Uh, Then we go John Brown, wide receiver, Arizona, which I do like. Eric Ebron, there's his second tight end, which is odd. Kevin White, Tyler Lockett, Jonathan Williams, and Los Angeles Rams defense. It's
2: kind of a spotty draft. You know, I mean, picking the second tight end is – Uh, error of judgment Yes, because, you know, I don't know which way you're going here, but you you had to get some sort of value somewhere else um, from that pick. Uh, And then picking back-to-back quarterbacks – I mean, obviously you didn't have confidence in Luck at that position, and you had to go after Andy Dalton. Uh, I'm with you. I mean, if, if you can't feel comfortable with Luck right now, don't draft don't him. Draft him.
1: Pick, pick, You need a wide receiver badly, just pick a wide receiver there. You'll get yeah. Dalton the next round. You Eric
2: know? Decker was there, or Randall Cobb, one of the two. Yeah, and Tyrell side. Williams
1: was there. I mean, yeah, so there's a lot of well, Corey Coleman, not, maybe not necessarily, but Pierre Garçon, Jordan Matthews, they were all there. So pass on Luck, you don't know what he's going to be, and just draft Dalton. Oh, I just lost my thing again, Hank. Oh God. Okay, here he goes. So uh, let me give you a couple Hickory Boys stuff. All right. Okay. So let's let's talk about a couple Hickory Boys. So my boy Casey Goodwin, yes, Casey Goodwin, the Hickory Boy himself, was drafted in the one, two, three, four, five hole. Okay. He started the draft with Tom Brady, then hit Dez Bryant, then your man Keenan Allen, followed by Ty Montgomery, running back, Green Bay. Jimmy Graham, Stephon Diggs, James White, then he got another quarterback, Carson Wentz, which I don't understand. You got Tom Brady. Why do you even need to draft another quarterback? You know, just you pick up somebody in Tom Brady's uh, bye week, but you don't need to draft one. Jamal Williams, Alvin Kamara, Torrey Smith, Philadelphia's D, Taylor Gabriel, and Brandon McManus. You know, what do you think about this team? This is a playoff, Ready team.
2: Yeah, I think – I mean, it's a good team. I like the team. He stubbed stubbed his toe on the quarterback thing. And, you know, the tight end that early – I mean, Jimmy Graham hasn't been used the way he needs to be used since, you know, he was in uh, New Orleans. So, until he has a good year, I hate to take that risk because I took him one year in the third round. Yeah, he's bit me before too. It
1: bit me hard. But I like him this year. For some reason, I'm thinking Russell Wilson will have a very good year and he's going to have a good year throwing the ball because their offense – offensive line stinks – Run block, and we just talked about Eddie. La- Who, who's gonna run the ball? Eddie Lacy ain't gonna run the ball. He's got CJ Pro Thomas Rawls, they're always hurt. So, I like Russell to have a big year throwing to Jimmy Graham, so I kind of like that. Um, but I feel like this is a playoff team. Your running backs, Ty Montgomery, and I guess that's his only running back, and James White. Well, maybe I've changed my tune on this team. I no, don't know, no, no, know. no, no. Ty Montgomery, that's a good run, that's an RB1. So, you throw him in there and he can catch some balls out of the backfield too, uh, and then let's do one more Hickory Boy look. So, if try to guess my team, Hank, because I'm the only other Hickory Boy in this league.
2: You know, I know your tendencies yes. very well, but you know, I, I would have said you were a different team, but you you keyed it with somebody else. I'm going to say that Who'd you think I was. First? I thought you were eleven. Okay, because yeah. the back, back, back. Right. And um, but I'm going to say your team six, Aaron Rodgers,
1: close. I'm actually team
2: three.
1: Oh, so I'm Antonio Brown. Okay? Ah, okay. Antonio Brown. So Hickory team here, team three, drafting the three-hole. Antonio Brown goes one. Doug Baldwin, two. I really wanted Cooks there so bad. I was like, please, Cooks, fall one more spot. Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, start. I love it. Then I go Leonard Fournette. Now, you know, I've never I haven't spoken very highly of Leonard Fournette on this show because I think Jacksonville sucks.
2: That's never stopped you from I know, selecting it, someone.
1: I needed a running back. I think He was the best on the board. He's going to be the workhorse there if he can stay healthy. And if Jacksonville can, you know, if they're just decent, he should have an okay year. Then I go Joe Mixon round four. You love him. I love Joe Mixon. You love him. So that's two rookie running backs I've got to count on. Them, but you know, they're going to be the they're going to get the ball. I go Jamison Crowder because this is a PPR. He will catch a lot of balls. So my wide receivers: Antonio Brown, Doug Baldwin, and Jamison Crowder. I think that's a lot. That's six to ten receptions per. A wide receiver per game, I believe. Then I go Danny Woodhead. He's a PPR guy at running back out of the backfield. Pierre Garcon, number one in San Francisco, and everybody had taken their quarterback, Hank. Some people already had two quarterbacks. By the time I go one, I got left with Dak Prescott. Now, what do you feel about Dak? Let's I, hope he can do it again. I think it's trouble.
2: Yeah, let's I, hope he can do it again. And yeah. you know what they say about that. What? Sophomore kind of sophomore slump slump yeah
1: so I, it was either Dak Prescott or Tyrod Taylor and I, psh, I had to be Dak so anyway we'll see how it pans out
2: Cutler I'm sure was still out there
1: Cutler was still there yes he was I'm not I would never do that Frank Gore next Josh Dotson CJ Procise I've got Alvin Hoopa from the Atlanta Falcons tight end New York Giants D and Sebastian Janikowski because always always draft GHB Janikowski uh, always drafted. What do you think about this team? Is I, it, you know I like your team. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I like I your team. About the quarterback a little.
2: Yeah, Frank Gore back that far. I mean, he's an old dude, but I think that's pretty good value for that yeah, old guy. Some carries. You know, you for 14 teams, these last picks are usually garbage. Right. And if you can get anybody that's starting, that's not a bad deal. Yep.
1: Well, thank you, Hank, and thanks for wrapping up that that draft. It was an awesome draft. So that was my final draft of the year. You know, I've three weekends in a row. We've got them knocked out. Ooh. Thank God, my liver is just waving the white flag, saying, "Chad, you got to quit doing this to me." So it's over. Now we wait one week until NFL start. NFL season starts September the ninth, tenth, whatever it is. But before we, you know, next week we'll talk about some of the games specifically right. and some fantasy guys that we like. So you fantasy formula. Uh, listeners, we're going to hit each matchup. Going to give you who we like in the matchup because we're going to do a little bit of gambling this year, and also we're going to tell you fantasy wise who do we like to start. But college football starts this Saturday, Hank, when it really kicks into gear. There okay. are four really big games, and I want to just hit you with them with the lines. Elon kinda. Toledo, that wasn't on my list. Okay. But, oh, okay. I do notice they play Thursday night at seven. They are do. you Are you traveling to Toledo to watch your team play?
2: I probably won't make it. <laughs>
1: they're on they're on the trace (laughs) do you is elon traditionally a good football program i don't know much about
2: when i was there they were division two and midway through so my junior year we're division one and um we've climbed through conferences pretty quickly and you can do that in other sports but in football you can't really do that and so now we're in the um oh gosh Uh, Colonial. Toilet? Okay. (laughs) And uh, you just can't compete with some of these teams. Sure. Thank you, Chad. (laughs) You're very welcome. Speaking of toilets, let's let's, talk about NC State. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk
1: about them on Saturday. Thursday night game. So the big name is Ohio State on Thursday night. They're the number two team in the country traveling to Indiana. I don't know what it is about Indiana. They always seem to give Ohio State fits. Ohio State's a a 20-and-a-half point favorite. The total's 58. Every – everybody's on Ohio State this year. They are. And I think they they got the quarterback, Barrett. They got the coach, Urban Meyer. They're ready to roll. In the first game, first game jitters, I don't know, 20 and a half, they get it done at in Indiana.
2: I think they do. I think teams like that cannot be stopped. And Urban Meyer comes out hot early. Yes. And who cares if it's Indiana? I think they curb stomp them.
1: I agree. I think Ohio State by 40, let's say. <phone rings> Friday, Hank, there's not too many games unless you're interested in the Charlotte – are they called the 49ers anymore? What I'm called? not interested in any games. <laughs> Eastern Michigan? Any worried about any of this? Oh, here's a good one. Friday, this is a 9 o'clock p.m. kick, if you will. Wisconsin, the Badges, playing at home against, well, it's Utah State, who traditionally has a good defense. Wisconsin's a 27-point favorite. The total's 52. Let's go. Let's just go under the total. Thing. Let's go under the total. Let's go. 51 to nothing, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Right under the total of 52. Now, here we go into the good games on Saturday. The first real, real good game, Hank, and we'll start right in my neck, our neck of the woods here in Charlotte, North Carolina, where the NC State Wolfpack play against the South Carolina Gamecocks in the kickoff classic in Charlotte, 3 o'clock. It's going to be wonderful. NC State, a five-point favorite. 52-and-a-half. Can NC State start their run to the championship this Saturday?
2: No. No, I don't think they can. They're they're gross. And, uh, playing, <laughs> you know, when ACC runs into the SEC, it usually is bad news for the ACC. So, I don't know what kind of team South Carolina has right now. But Suck. I don't – Yeah, pot calling kettle black over there. But I think that South Carolina will roll – the acc it's starting to change the it sec change. the
1: sec's the power over everybody it's starting to change the acc starting to flex their muscles a little bit with clemson's national championship last year check this out hank the play of the century.
2: Oh. <laughs> NC State
1: minus the five market down. They win by at least 10 points. They get it done in Charlotte, North Carolina.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, next week, I'm taking this bet and I'm taking it in protest, okay? <laughs> I will take it. And when we're on this stage, I might say some things that are profanity laden. Oh, no, he wouldn't. So, no, he just wouldn't. listen, you're putting my money on the line and I. <laughs> It's my pleasure. <laughs> I love it. All
1: right, 330
2: game, big, big game. We've got Michigan
1: versus Florida. So, Houston, Michigan led by Jim Harbaugh. They lost a lot of players last year, but they're back. They're ranked 11 in the country. Florida suspended seven of their players already for the season opener, ranked number 17. Both coaches seem to not like each other. Michigan a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think that's on the road. I'm not sure they're where game is. They're playing in Texas. Is. is that where it is? Yeah, Arlington. Okay. So, also uh, which is
2: interesting. So I, you know, I I'm don't know really know where Arlington is in the state. Yeah. But you know, Houston obviously is. Yeah, going through some tough times. Going through right? tough times, and they're moving a lot of games. But I think this one should not be affected. Huh.
1: And. With the suspension of the seven to eight players for Florida, and Michigan as a three and a half point favorite, you think Michigan do, Michigan gets it done here?
2: I think Michigan gets it done. You know, to be completely honest, Florida's a team like Florida. When somebody gets suspended, somebody steps right in and is not that different. So uh, they're, they're going to still put a competitive team out there. But I think Michigan is probably um, going to have a an advantage here.
1: Yeah, I like Michigan to uh, cover that number and win the ball game. we got two more games left here, Hank. Uh, for our Appalachian State Mountaineer fans, listen to this. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but the uh, guys in Las Vegas, they have this game as Georgia. They're playing the Georgia Bulldogs who are ranked 15 in the country. SEC in, in Georgia. Appalachian State's traveling to Athens. However... If Appalachian could figure out a way to win this game, they're a 14-and-a-half-point dog right now. That's a lot of points, more than two touchdowns. But Appalachian State has proven in the past that they can step up with the big boys from time to time. They beat Michigan opening day. Last year they gave Tennessee everything they wanted. If Appalachian State can win this game, Las Vegas has them favored for every game for the rest of the year. Can you imagine them sneaking in to that, you know, the other five game against one of the big boys on – January 1, pretty phenomenal. It'd be crazy. Can they do it? 14 and a half points. This is the best team, supposedly, Appalachian State's had since that quarterback's name when they were winning national champions. Yeah. You know, that dude.
2: Guy went to Carolina, the Panthers. Panthers,
1: yeah, yep. that dude. So what do you think? They got any chance here against that? No,
2: they ride SSC high Panthers. on emotion. And, he, you know, that team does more with less than most of the teams they play. I just think, you know, I think teams that – Play Appalachian, like Georgia, like Tennessee, are more prepared. You know, I mean, they 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 don't take them as a joke anymore. Take them for granted. And so, I think they play harder. I don't think they can. I don't think they can win. <laughs> Upset of the year. <laughs> Upset of the year. <laughs> I thought a bobcat just
1: rolled in here. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going against Mr. Hank, and I'm calling for the outright upset of the Georgia Bulldogs by the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Appalachian State, it's going to be sneaky. They might block a field goal. They might return a punt. Their defense will play well and they will shock the world, and upset the Georgia Bulldogs. Are you just putting your finger down on stuff now? (laughs) Yes, I am. Okay, last but not least, this is the game of the century. People have been waiting for this game all year long. No, I'm not talking about— You don't even have to wait till the last week. No, I'm not talking about uh, Montana State versus Washington State. I'm talking about Florida State. Alabama, this is a neutral site game, Hank. Where, is they, where are they playing this? They are playing it in Atlanta. They're playing in Atlanta. So, you know, I, I would say Alabama might have some more fans, but that's not too far from Florida State either. Eight o'clock kick, one verse three. Alabama, a seven-point favorite against these Florida State Seminoles. Hank, what can we anticipate to happen in this ball game?
2: I can anticipate seeing 12 12- – nfl draftees you know <laughs> playing in this game but yeah. uh you're gonna see a good game and i you know both teams are gonna be ready to play um unfortunately it's gonna dictate the season for one you know
1: but the good thing is they're playing early they you are know? so if you get early. a loss early you can still come back right and make a run
2: i kind of like florida state to come out and play well and i think they cover yes Yes, Hank.
1: Are we on the same Hank, page? I actually, I agree with you here. Florida State has a sophomore quarterback. His name is. Stud. Francois or Francois or something. You know, it's a DeAndre Francois. I think that's what his name is. He's like a Jameis Winston clone to me. You know what I mean? He looks like him. He throws like him. He's a leader like him. I think Florida State goes in there. And wins outright against the powerful Alabama Crimson Tide. So take the plus seven just for, you know, just to be safe. But if you want to sprinkle a little bit on the money line too, Florida State plus the seven. All right, Hank. Well, that's our college football wrap up for the week. I know LR down here in our neck of the woods has a home game Thursday night. Not sure who they're playing, if it's St. Stephen's or. um, Boo! Don't make fun.
2: What are you doing? This is our home team. I know.
1: Okay, LR, go. Who they playing? Do you know? I don't
2: know who they're playing, but Carson.
1: I have tickets.
2: You have? Oh, I will. Yeah, yeah, I support that team. Got season tickets. Really? Yes. Have you always had them? Last few years we've had them. So you know, we go to we go to basketball. We go to baseball. So hey, LR Bears, I got you. Go Bears. We're gonna go out there. We're gonna support you. I hope it doesn't rain. Yeah, because if it's raining, it's torrential. I'll watch you from the house. We out. We listen to you. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, but, hey, I'm with you. I hope you have a good showing for your first uh, matchup.
1: Yes, go Bears. And don't forget Auto Lawn next next Saturday in Hickory. It's going to be a beautiful day, beautiful cars, beautiful people. Also, don't forget Foot Candle Film Festival, September 22nd through the 24th here in good old Hickory, North Carolina see up to about i think it's 60 different films throughout the weekend it should be a great great day um hank hit us up instagram.themesh or website www.themesh.tv download podcast check out the fantasy formula we are what else we got
2: you got a fax number on there <laughs> we've got
1: facsimile line eight two eight five three two win. 532 W-I-N-N. facsimiles. Send them all. Hank will answer each and every one of them. I will. <laughs> yes, Hank. So, college football this weekend. NFL starts the following weekend. We'll be back next week. Thank God I've got no drafts. Thank goodness you don't have any races. We can actually rest a little bit. Mm. Enjoy your Labor Day. Oh, let me do mention this. I started playing tennis again today, Hank. How'd you, you. feel? I I thought I hit the ball pretty... Tell me what... You know, let's be honest. I'm I haven't played in a long time since I've hurt my knee, but I thought my ground strokes were pretty good. I was hitting a pretty good forehand. My backhand really sucks. And my volleys are something to be desired. But I felt good out there. I
2: was moving around okay. Yeah. 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 I thought hey, I, would, I thought you played well. I think that uh I'm glad you're out there.
1: Yeah. It's you fun know, to be it's out a
2: there. fun and we were talking about it earlier. You know, I didn't I grew up playing tennis, just popping around. But yeah. you know, baseball was my sport. And tennis is a great sport to growing, to grow as old As you get older, man. absolutely. You know, yeah. and uh, it's the one place where now, we can't go on a football field anymore. I sure as hell aren't going on a basketball I court. I can't play hoops anymore. Right. No and, way. But it gives you a competitive... Platform yeah. to be with your buddies and play. And I thought you I thought you played well. Thank you very much. Yeah, I the hope
1: juice, to see you out there again. I'll be there next Tuesday for sure. The juices were flowing. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's competitive yeah. juices. We're flowing. So thank you for inviting me. I had a great time out there. Hank, I hope you have a great weekend. We'll see
2: you next Tuesday. Hold on, the, hold on. Oh, West Alabama is who LR is playing. LR. So all you LR Bears, West Alabama, let's get into them 7 p.m. LR, 12-point favorite. Go Bears. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>
0: you've been listening to the mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts sports to entertainment music to community all programs are available on the website as well as through itunes and youtube